Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It is a shout-out Friday, 877-881-1053. If you have any one achievement, whatever, that you want to shout-out, definitely let us know at 877-881-1053. We got Jerry Jones coming up at 1030. But the question we start with. I want to shout-out G-Bag, Kevin. Okay. for uh, They're going to have Steven on later today. Dude. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm telling you, can I add on to your G-Bag shout-out? Oh, yeah. Is I love G-Bag. In Krusty's Corner yesterday, every day, 240. It was, I know we talked about the gang of seven, but we got a breakdown from a specific coach in the league yes. that had played against the 49ers. Holy effing crap. It felt like you were sitting in the game planning meeting in an NFL office. Yeah, it man. was awesome. Yeah, Broadus, Broadus can really bring and deliver that kind of content for sure. And like understanding more, Kevin, and this is what Merton Hanks was talking about yesterday. I know you have a question you want to get to. But when we had Merton Hanks on yesterday, and thanks again to Merton for hopping on. Yes. He was talking about it's less about this and more about a lineup issue. Sure. And that's what Broadus has been talking about all week. They do things at the, again, Shanahan says, I have 40 seconds to call a play, to, to start a play. I'm going to use all 40 seconds up until that moment to try to get you to show me what you're going to do. And that's why they align McCaffrey here, move him here, move Samuel all over the place just to try and figure out what you're going to do. Cowboys have to stay very true to what they're doing defensively. Last week, Kevin, you saw Tom Brady on the on the film this weekend, uh, or this week. He was like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That, all of a sudden, I have a, a safety that looks like he's about to blitz, and then he drops 30 yards into coverage. I, they're disguising things too well. That's why it's going to be a fun chess chess match all game. From the So our question, and then we'll start hitting in some of these shout-outs, is, Mike, you brought this up, and I don't know how in-depth you wanted to go on this, but I was fascinated by this, and this goes to the people who get mad at me when I talk about, like, Tom Brady versus the Eagles or anything like that, right. is do many, maybe any, Cowboys fans hate the 49ers more than the Eagles because I was thinking about this in the hierarchy of achieving big things I think the 49ers and Steelers should be higher than the Eagles like I get it the Eagles are in your division their fans are frequently trash and everything like that but I went back and looked you hold a three to one playoff advantage over the Eagles the only time you ever lost to them in the playoffs was that 1980 NFC championship game but you beat the Eagles twice en route to winning a Super Bowl. So the Eagles have not frequently been an impediment to right. you doing big things. Whereas the 49ers, you're 5-3 and three against them in the playoffs. You lost in the 1981 NFC Championship game, which was the next-to-last best shot for Tom Landry and that era of Cowboys. 
You lost to them in the 1994 NFC Championship game, which prevented you from being the first team in history to win three straight Super Bowls, then let alone potentially four straight Super Bowls, and you lost to them in the wild card round last season. San Francisco has stopped you from doing great things more often than Philly has. I think if you are our age, if you're in your 40s, I do think and maybe even early 50s, that San Francisco holds possibly the same amount of hate as Philadelphia. Buddy Ryan took the Philadelphia thing to another level. Sure. You know, I mean, I hate saying Bounty it, but hate, I, yeah. I hope bad things on him and still can't believe we hired one of his sons to be on the Cowboys staff. But um, I, I, the 49ers were way more of a hatred for me as a high school kid and a college guy. Because that's the team you had to right, beat. Because Just like Philly a bet for your dad, it's the Steelers, yeah. right? Like, that was the team you had to beat. Yeah. It was like, but when by the time Donovan McNabb came along, I was like, well, we suck at football anyways. Right. We got Quincy Carter and whoever else we were running out there. So, it was just like, all right. I mean, they're better than us. It stinks. They, they're celebrating. They're successful. But they weren't competing at all with Super Bowl championships. As at the time, you're like, you're 5-5 five and five with San Francisco, right? Isn't yes. that still – is it still that – Yes. Yeah, it's five for them, five yep. for the Cowboys. And so the Eagles is like, man, I hate him. I hate Buddy Ryan. Uh, but it was like, and I still don't like him. I, I want the Eagles to lose. Um, so maybe my hate is more Eagles because I'd rather the Eagles not win the Super Bowl than San Francisco. Well, right see, now. but you, and you brought up another thing. I remember at the time, the San Francisco 49ers were the first to get to five because. They won that 94 game. And then you join them the next year, and obviously neither one has won a Super Bowl since then. And I know that the Patriots and Steelers have surpassed you, but that was another reason is you were going to be the first or you had the chance to be the first team to get to five. I think you're right. I think maybe this generation, for a lot of folks, it's the 49ers. Maybe younger people, it's the Eagles. Maybe next generation before us, it's the Steelers. Prepare to hate this weekend. Here's why. Okay. When San Francisco gets down 17 and starts doing dirty things on the field and starts getting chippy because that's all they have left, that's when you're going to be like, I can't believe they just did that to my guy. I can't believe they're twisting to- Tony Pollard's ankle at the end of that play. I can't believe they're trying to bite him at the d- bottom of the dog pile. Those are going to be moments where you're going to, like, Mike, you're talking about what Randy Gregory was doing. I hate seeing that thing from him whenever you're not having that great of a game. I mean, defense actually did close up later after the first what first quarter they or first first half they kind of locked it down a lot better but I, I don't like those things and that's where you're going to start hating the Niners more especially knowing that the what the outcome was last year in last year's game this is the Cowboys opportunity I will I, say with the defense as long as you got them last year in passing situations Jimmy Garoppolo would crap his pants yeah that's so Jimmy that, that's that's, that's where, the hope that that's what will yeah, happen with Brock, that Brock Purdy, Purdy right? uh, because if they got easy run plays, which they had a lot last year, and now they have a much better running back, uh, you're in big trouble. I I think one of the things that <laughs> for the two one four, I hate Steve Young. Fight me is, and I know Kevin a lot will of not fight yeah, you. I will not. I'm with you on that. Is Corey? I thought you brought up something really interesting. I don't know enough about or I didn't talk to enough people about the 70, 71, and 72 postseasons mm-hmm. because that's when you played San Francisco three straight years, right? Yep. Like, you just brought up 
if you got up 17 to nothing, or even if you fell down 17 to nothing, they're like gloating in front of you. Why, but, would, you even, why would you even think okay, that way? Kevin? Okay, fine. You're winning 17 to nothing and dirty tactics ensue. This is now the second straight year. I Depending on what happens with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, I know a lot could change for San Francisco, but wouldn't you say right now you think they're probably positioned to be good again next year? Yes. Hopefully the Cowboys are positioned to be good again next year. If they play again next year, depending on how this one goes, that's how that hatred really bubbles. Like For with sure. the Eagles, you play them twice every single year. In the in the early to mid-90s, there was no team you despised more than the 49ers. Cause, and I'm sure the 49ers hated no team more than the Cowboys because that is where the rubber met the road. Like yeah. whoever won that game was the Super Bowl champion. You realize when they played in three straight NFC championship games— all three of those winners won the Super Bowl by a combined 75 points in those three games. So it wasn't even close. But I'd also prepare to see this team more often. Yes. If you're going to be good for the next few years, yes. like you're, you're going to have a moment where you're looking across the field going, okay, I know this team. We know what we need to do. This is why the Cowboys have to like get over this hump quickly. I mean, the, the, the Tom Brady hump, they finally got over. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if, if I've seen a Cowboys team look as confident as they did in years. That was the most – As there have been other moments where I've been like, okay, they look really good, but there's some still shaky stuff that I'm I'm a little concerned about. This team looked like it had it, – it walked into that game saying, I – I don't what again. I, I wouldn't go back to the Larry Bird who's finishing second today because it's going to be you. It's not me. It is. It is fascinating. The fan text is kind of played out. Not exactly, but sort of how I thought it might from the four, six, nine, 25 years old here. Uh, yeah, I hate the Eagles more. And that definitely makes sense to me for the nine, four, zero. 35, the 49ers haven't really crossed my mind since the mid-90s. And then from the 2-4, and four, here it is. In the NFC, we hate San Francisco the most. In the division, we hate Philly the most. From the 5-1-0, I hate the 49ers more than the Eagles. They've been in the way. And I, so I think you're seeing that is maybe if you're around 40 or maybe a little bit older, it's the Niners. If your parents are, you know, late 50s, 60s, something like that, it could very well be the Steelers. And if you're younger, 35 or younger, give or take on some of these ages, it could very well be the Eagles. It is fascinating to see like how your rival oh. changes generation to generation. I will absolutely add to that Nick Sirianni re- refueled the hate for the Eagles. Like the way that he like treated everything, the way that he his whole, you know, F you and F them and all that stuff, like the it's way he goes about he has it. He jaundice all the time. That's probably not, it doesn't feel good. Well, and just think about if you win this game, like I, I know there's plenty of folks who think the Giants are going to give him a run and maybe even upset him. I get that. But if you win this game, you're more likely to play Philadelphia. And here we go, because that would be their first playoff NFC, or their first NFC championship game between the two in 40 years. So then that hate will ratchet all the way back up all over again. From the 806, that was Nick Eatman's reason for picking the Cowboys. He said this team feels different. Even from last year, it feels different. What did they do this offseason, Kevin, that made that different? They, they said goodbye to three players. Yep. And while Amari Cooper is still a really talented player, they said hello to a new CeeDee Lamb. 
Yep. And the Lyle Collins, you see that. All those things. This is a different squad. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. If there is only one upset in the divisional round this weekend, which one will it be? 877-881-1053. Plus, I got prop bets for you. We'll do it all next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Burrow looking, throws it Got right. Him. It is Irwin. Got him. He's got it. <laughs> touchdown. <Unreal>. Bengals. <laughs> Trenton Irwin with his second touchdown catch here in the first half. There's a tip off for my pick. If there is only one upset in the divisional round this weekend, which one will it be? 877-881-1053. Here's why I've come to that conclusion. So check this out. Over the past 10 years, Home teams, I know just because you're the home team doesn't mean you're the favorite, but usually in the divisional round, it does. Home teams have gone 29 and 11 over the last 10 years. So essentially, I know it's one off, but essentially every year, the home teams in the divisional round go three and one. That's what the last 10 years have told us. So if you're getting one upset this weekend, are you picking Cowboys? Yes. My first selection, I hope it's the Cowboys. I think I would pick the Bengals over the Bills as the most likely upset. They're already selling tickets to the Bills Chiefs game, though. So, like, there's those, I think uh, it's, they're going to sit on each side. Of oh, the, the stadium, neutral side yeah. ones? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, Kevin, I think that the NFL has already decided that game. Unfortunately, I don't oh. think the Bills can do anything about it. Uh, wow. So, I do think this is one of those moments where. That's going to beat the Cowboys, and like, the, and that I think the thing you're pointing out too, Kevin, is some most of those situations special teams 
Yes. You know, a, not a not special teams play, but a special team does something on the road that gets them to that. It's not, so I think this is one of those. I'm looking at the Cowboys. I think they are a special team right now. Uh, I know a lot of people be like, oh, you get one win over Tom Brady and you just think you're the greatest. No, man, I'm watching a different team than, than, I, than a completely different team for me mentally than it was last year. Can I just say one thing about that real quick for everyone who says that? They were also 12 and 5. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they went 9 and 8. They were good throughout the year. I think pretty much every week, Mike, when we're doing the power rankings, they were, well, to a certain point, once things got going, I feel like they were top 6 to 8, like, pretty much every week in the back half of the season. Yeah, and I do think this. The first game tomorrow, even though I will watch, I think it's going to be a blowout. Is that Jacksonville? I think think Jacksonville might lose that one by 20. And I hope not. I mean, I I do actually hope Kansas City wins, but I hope that I'm watching a game that ends up being something like 31 to 24 or something like, man, that was was a good start to the divisional round. But I just have a feeling Jacksonville kind of uh, celebrated their Super Bowl with the 27-point comeback. Now they're going to Kansas City, and they're going to find out, like a young team with a young quarterback, what it's like to take on a Super Bowl contender. And so I, I don't want to – like, I think most people would say that game's off the board for an upset yeah. for most people, and I'm with that. I am with you on the Bengals, and what I don't understand is maybe losing the other offensive tackle. Which Vegas is – that's is just a big like, loss, yeah. They can't win. It's over. Because – I think if, they have three offensive line injuries to some yeah. degree. Like Lyle Collins. And yeah. I forget – I'm sorry, I forget the guy's name who got hurt last week. But – um. If you watch the Bengals Jonah versus Williams the Bills, and Alex Kappa are out too. There you yeah. go. Thank so you. So if you watch that game that before the DeMar Hamlin situation, the Bills had no chance to win that game. They were going <laughs> to lose and lose handily. And then you watch the Bills play Miami, and they almost lost to a third-string quarterback and gave up 31 points to a third-string quarterback. And so I just think to myself, this is more of a pick'em game. I don't understand why this isn't a, a let's just say Buffalo by two because they're at home. So that I would make more sense to me. I don't get why Buffalo is favored by five and a half points as we sit here today. So I do think the Bengals are going to win. I'm going to pick like if I was in Vegas, not that I'm a better, but I'd be like, I'm going to put a hundred bucks on the Bengals just to win. Uh, I'll I'll get extra money because I think the Bengals are going to win that game. That being said, I do think the Cowboys have the second best chance. Uh, to I do too to pull the upset, and I, I'm, I'm interestingly enough on the fan text, the number one answer so far is the Giants. Makes sense. I, I understand the Giants' momentum and everything, and how Daniel Jones played last week. I just still, in my mind, Daniel Jones is going to have to prove me more wrong. Okay, uh, in that I, I agree. I just don't trust that he's going to go to Philadelphia and win a game yet. Uh, so I get that they've played them competitively. I get Jalen Hurts is not healthy. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't believe yet that Daniel Jones is ready to go on the road and win a playoff game against a team that went 14-3, and three, where I believe Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott can uh, uh, pull this off. Now, we both say Bengals. You say Cowboys. Cowboys. Yes. We all, all right. are both picking against the Cowboys this week, I believe. So, Spoiler alert, that is going to be my pick. Uh, here's I got a couple of betting things for you, too. Which game do you think will be the highest scoring game and which will be the lowest scoring game? Buffalo and Cincinnati highest. I agree. It's, it's going to be 33 degrees. I don't know the wind situation there. But if you watched Buffalo last week, if there was 65 points put up with Miami and Buffalo, 
I think there's going to be close to 60 points in that game. And if I told you that was second on the betting odds, you would say Cowboys and Niners are first. No, no. I would guess the Chiefs are just going to throw up so many points that it gets out of hand. I could see the Chiefs scoring that, 40 in that, this game, and then it kind of allows the Jaguars late in the game to get to 20-something. Well, and this should help you out a little bit more. What is the lowest scoring game? I think it's Giants-Eagles. Cowboys, Because Niners. I think they're going to run the ball so much. Giants-Eagles is a close second behind Cowboys See, 49ers. This is the thing. Last year's game, I thought the Cowboys had a very – I thought they were conservative. I thought they were a little timid. Uh, and I think that even this year, I think Brock Purdy, I think Shanahan wants to get him moving quickly. I think that there's going to be a lot of points – scored in this game but I, I mean I could be wrong there's two really good defenses that's a that's another quality that does hold that down I'll tell you one thing the Cowboys cannot have so many penalties to put them in for real behind the, you know they say behind the chains like watching that game again first you couldn't block very well second then you would commit penalties to even make it worse whether it was sometimes it was dumb and I can't remember I think it was Cedric Wilson and he's not on the team anymore. And Cedric Wilson honestly had a pretty good game. The sun got in his eyes one time, which Jerry doesn't care about, but kind of really cost them a drive in that game, is he commits a dumb block in the back that didn't help. And so that's you got to avoid, like, hey, if you're a wide receiver and Tony Pollard's going and you – I know it's very tough because you want to help. But if you're not going to really help, then don't touch the guy in the back because if you push him a little bit on the side or back – what did you really help? And then you cause a 20-yard play to be a negative play. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with Dallas Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Counting it down until San Francisco, Dallas Cowboys divisional round right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is the owner and general manager of your Dallas Cowboys. It is Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir, and happy divisional round. Well, thank you, guys. And again, it is uh, wonderful to be sitting here alive uh, relative to the playoffs. uh, looking onward, upward, and ahead, and uh, excited about our team headed to San Francisco. So we're going to talk about this, the specifics of the game, to be sure. And I know we all have bigger dreams than just winning on Sunday, but how much would it mean to win this game, make it back to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 27 years? What would it mean to you, the organization, and maybe most importantly, this fan base? Well, uh, let me just start off. I don't think it's any bigger 
I don't think I can dream any bigger than Sunday. I think it's uh, that important. Uh, every snap, every down is uh, where it all is. Uh, this is a, a deja vu. It reminds me of uh, uh, our first championship game when we went out there to play the 49ers. Uh, uh, I just can think about uh, uh, nothing else but playbacks, uh, Alvin Harper catching that and running uh, 90% of the field and making a big uh, uh, score that launched us into a Super Bowl. So uh, I've got it on Sunday. Uh, we get it done Sunday. I may uh, roll my eyes back and then never get back around straight again, and you'll have to have somebody else talk to him weeks ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish no ill will on you, but I hope for the sake of all of us, we're in that position. I do too. Doug swallowed the whole show. Hey, you know, Jerry, I've been saying all week, this is two two fighters, punch for punch, going the entire game. And it seemed like uh, against Tampa, you know, kind of got, they, they got hit early and they never really recovered. San Francisco is going to continue battling. That's just the type of team they are. What's the sideline like? What are the locker rooms like? And even in your suite, what is there nervousness going on? What's the mentality there? No fun. No fun. Although when revisited, if you come out of there with a win, it was the greatest time of your life, uh, but no fun. Uh, Sideline solemn, uh, locker room solemn. Uh, everybody uh, 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 basically uh, uh, resolving, not not uh, rah rahing, but just resolving. Uh, everyone knows of what's at stake here. Uh, it's just uh, very physical. It's a it's a um, a, a very serious. Uh, prospect and very serious time. All right, so Jerry, I know that we get this thing wrong a lot, and we kind of wrote off San Francisco once Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt because they were having to go to a seventh round pick, a rookie in Brock Purdy. What have you seen from Brock Purdy that he has taken the San Francisco team and honestly made them better than when Jimmy Garoppolo was their quarterback? Well, I just see uh, an ordinate rookie uh uh, and an ordinate play and his ability to uh, convert uh, and uh, his presence. He, I saw him uh, uh, get out of the pocket a little bit, avoid a, a potential problem with a tackler, and then just came out of that like he'd been doing it 15 years and uh, made the play this past weekend. I saw that play. Uh, so that's exceptional. Uh, so uh, uh, we've got to realize that we just can't put – uh, this is an inexperienced player. Uh, let's play accordingly. Uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, everybody is uh, uh, going to use every advantage uh, that we've got. Uh, back to our first question we had, Michael Irvin used to uh, literally, we know that when he got in a tight spot, he, you could hear him laughing. You could hear him literally smiling. And uh, he said, I smile when I get scared. Mm. And I kind of giggle when I get scared. Uh, that means I'm serious and I'm in trouble. And so that's the way we want to play this game. You know, Jerry, also to piggyback on Mike's question, this is two underdrafted quarterbacks going against each other. Are the Niners and Cowboys proving that you can kind of find a quarterback anywhere? Well, I don't know that I would make that assessment, but I would sure tell you that uh, we know History tells us that a, a, a player that uh, isn't recognized in the draft 
uh, can become a, a, a great player, if you will. Uh, and that is the case. Uh, that's not a fourth-round draft pick no more. That's Dak yes. Prescott. Yeah. And he has uh, been through so many things now in his career and shown what you want to see in a quarterback uh, that he comes out tomorrow, he's the first pick in the draft. He's not a, he's not a fourth-rounder anymore. How much do you think, we, y'all talked a lot or we heard a lot around the draft about that physical mentality, like being actually physical and being mentally tough as well with the draft and with the team. How much tougher do you think this version of the Dallas Cowboys is than last year's, which physically on the field seemed to get pushed around by the 49ers? Well, I think that uh, uh, the 49er game last year made us revisit the bulk that we had in the middle of our defensive front. And uh, we did revisit it, and we have revisited continually. And so uh, that game impacted what we are today uh, in the most important way, and that's to be able to uh, do something about the run. Uh, we're going to have to do that. I like what we've got in mind. Uh, but, uh, you know, we you hear the term physical. Uh, it really is... Uh, you just expect every play uh, to have everyone uh, realizing that uh, if you've got him stopped uh, another six inches because of his momentum and his will as opposed to yours and you could have kept that six inches from being there, uh, that's what's in your mind. I think that's what I think of as physical. Every play is like it's the Super Bowl play that you're going to see on ESPN. Well, when it comes to that, Jerry, uh, watching some San Francisco film last night and then obviously watching all the Cowboy games this year, you feel like this game could come down to the two best defensive players in the NFL, Micah Parsons versus Bosa? I think it's already uh, uh, coming down to those nuances. Uh, I'd like to think it is. And uh, that's a good point to make about those two players. Uh, but uh, it's uh, uh, although they're not going to be competing directly against each other, they're pitted against each other mentally. Uh, but you can do that in several places across the board. Our running game, their running game, uh, our big play guys, their big play guys, our quarterback, their quarterback, all the way through. So uh, uh, I think that's what you have happen when you have a big game like this. It's great to be in this territory. I don't think Micah Parsons needs any motivation, but just in case you're looking to fire him up, just make sure you tell him that Nick Bosa is going to win Defensive Player of the Year and he's <laughs> going to finish second, and so we can unleash hell on them on Sunday. I'll tell you what. Uh, I've, uh, uh, when I look at a combination of attributes uh, of a player, I think of Micah, and he has no problem psyching himself up to a rage. <laughs> and he lives awesome. that way, I think, and uh, uh, plays those kinds of uh, uh, mental, uh, not games, but just mental uh, incentives. Uh, but uh, uh, And I think he does do that even when he's not answering some question from the media. Yeah, it's good to have a guy like that. You don't have to do anything for him. He just does it all himself. That's always good. The Kellen Moore, I mean, and for that manner, Dan Quinn. They have great imagination, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. They have lines going on between each other and behind those eyes or, 
or he may have uh, big uh, tanks going on. You never know, but it'll come out for you. And he's got some he's got some games going on in there. Yeah, it's nice. The, your offensive and defensive coordinators last week, I mean, Kellen Moore just seemed to have – he never ran out of plays against Tampa. And then on the other side, Dan Quinn had uh, Tom Tom Brady in a mixer. Like, he, he at one point he was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on out there. How much of a chess match amongst coaches is this going to be as well with how good their coaching is on the other side as well? I hope that by watching a midseason game of ours – that San Francisco can't see anything that they're going to see Sunday. And I hope that is the case. Now, I'm just sure we're both going to see an exaggerated effort or an exaggerated passion. But when it comes to opening up the portfolio of plays that we have that our, our, our players are capable of making or, or fit their skills the best, uh, I hope they see uh, uh, mostly things they haven't seen before. So, Jerry, I know you talked about with Sean and RJ on Tuesday, Dak Prescott and how well he ran the ball. He took advantage of situations where he ran the ball. I was wondering from your perspective, do you ever talk to Dak during the regular season? Hey, protect yourself. We need you throughout the season. And then going into the playoffs, hey, go get it. Whatever it takes, go go do it. Now it's time to to risk it for the biscuit. I don't, I don't dwell on it, uh, but uh, uh, before the game against Tampa, I visited with him and told him to, and for, for what I'm about, be very aggressive. For what I'm about, be very aggressive. And so uh, uh, not that that triggered him into anything. He looked over and he said, I'm going to be very aggressive. I like the issue I think I'd heard was, has he been too aggressive? Is that what those interceptions are about? Trying to make it when it might not be there. Well, the little talk I had with him right before the game at least expressed my sentiment on be very aggressive. We were talking about Micah and the defense earlier. I, I know he doesn't get anywhere near as much play, and Micah is amazing, but how impactful – has Leighton Vanderish been, or how impactful was he in the Tampa game, and what does he mean to this defense overall? Well, you know, uh, Vanderish has never faltered in terms of his unique skill set. He's got such range because of his length and those big long arms and that ability to uh, cover that ground out there are a real advantage, and they're problematic for an opposing quarterback. When he looks out there, he sees those arms and that span, and it influences how he makes a throw. Well, we've always known that was there. Did we use it well enough? Did we maximize the use of what Vanderish does? Well, because of the neck injury that he had uh, uh, three years ago, uh, then that might have been a little late in coming. But, boy, it's there now. And you saw us get the benefit of his range, his ability to – uh, basically cover his uh, immediate zone, but then get wide and go out and make plays on the edge and then to use that length. There, He is a huge advantage to have on that field. When it comes to, to traveling like this, I mean, going from the East Coast to West Coast, does that concern you much about having to do that, and especially in such a short period of time? None at all. None at all. Uh, if these guys weren't traveling, they'd be uh, uh, up someplace. 
And so, uh, <laughs> uh, and when you uh, 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 live the life they live of uh, playing football, uh, then uh, 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 having another hour flying as opposed to uh, another hour doing something else is uh, no issue at all. Uh, that sounds good, but everything that's on everybody's mind now is that 60 minutes out on that field. How you get there is uh, minutia. I am curious with that in mind, do you know of many players or do you yourself have trouble sleeping before these big games? Because I know we've had fans all week are like, I can't wait for this game to get here. How do players respond to that? How do you respond like Saturday night going into this game? Well, I uh, uh, sleep about uh, uh, where my excitement level is, and uh, 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 sometimes uh, uh, if I've been too excited and had too much fun before I go to sleep, I sleep pretty good. <laughs> uh, sometimes if I've got something like we have on our minds right now, I don't sleep well at all. And uh, that uh, uh, in my life doesn't just have to be a football game. Uh, so I can't tell you usually – uh, when the day comes, whether or not I'm going to sleep a lot or not. Sometimes a little extra whiskey will help that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, movement, exercise, mental exercise. It's uh, uh, what goes on those hours before you lay your head down that makes the difference for me. And I don't have regular sleeping habits. So, Jerry, when it comes to San Francisco, I know you guys go to Philadelphia every year, New York and Washington every year, and we hear about how they can kind of razz you guys maybe at the hotel or on the bus ride over to uh, the park. What is San Francisco uh, fans like? Are they similar to NFC East fans, or are they different? No, I think they're very, uh, very engaged, uh, very excited. Uh, uh, We've... uh, because of our experience in the playoffs uh, with them, uh, we had that period of time when we were really uh, at the top of our games, both the 49ers and the Cowboys. Uh, but uh, I enjoyed a, a before life, uh, Cowboys life in San Francisco. Uh, I had a lot of business out there. Uh, our daughter Charlotte went to uh, Stanford, some of the greatest years. Her first year of when uh, I had an office out there, and I'd go out about six times a year to San Francisco. When she went to school as a freshman, I made 36 trips out there. Wow. Wow. Uh, I put an office in Palo Alto, a little office, and Jean went to class with her. We were worried about our little daughter out there in that rough Northern California uh, life, so to speak. But uh, uh, the point is... uh, uh, We've had some great years out there, and that was followed up. When Charlotte was a freshman, they had the first Super Bowl, and they moved it over to the Stanford campus. Hmm. And so as a freshman, uh, I had about three tickets to get into all the events right there on the campus, all of O.J. Simpson, everybody with all the networks. And uh, she had, uh, uh, of course, made a lot of friends as a freshman, so I had about 20 people to get in those events with four tickets. Uh, that's when I won the uh, uh, Player of the Year for Crashing Gates. <laughs> and well, we were throwing little Jerry. Jerry was about uh, uh, 11, 12 years old, and we were throwing him over 15-foot fences. Oh, my goodness. And uh, grab him, and he'd be like Oliver Twist coming out of there with him, having him by the nap of the neck. And, but we just kept going. We got everybody in. 
and all those parties out there. And that was before we even knew how to spell NFL. Please, well, Jer- sir, may I have some more? That's but Jerry, my daughter, our daughter is going to college next year. And what you just said, I would love to do as a father and visit her a lot. And I would have a blast doing it. But I don't know if my daughter would like me going to college so much uh, when she's a freshman. Did Charlotte appreciate you being there? Or was she like, Dad, you got to let me grow up? That is the point. She had deference. She tolerated us during that time. But uh, she would go on spring break, and I wanted to just uh, uh, be there. And so that was me out there uh, early in the morning fixing those towels at wherever she had gone on spring break with four or five other girls. That was me out there fixing their places to sit by the pool and keeping those so that uh, others wouldn't take them up before they got up. Absolutely amazing story right there. Jerry, there's a, there's a lot for us. We've been, I mean, we, we've been discussing a lot of nostalgia this week as we go up against San Francisco. And, and I know for you there's a lot going on there. I, I was kind of curious. Aside from Michael Irvin, all right, uh, Michael Irvin's a very easy pick for this. If you were going to take one of those Cowboys from the Super Bowl team, that first Super Bowl team, and have them tell a story to this team about being an underdog, going into Candlestick, who do you want to tell the story from that perspective? I'd like for, uh, 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 other than Michael, yeah, uh, I'd like for Troy. I think Troy has a, a good uh, view. Uh, a different view than a Mark Tuanay might have had, but uh, one that I would love for our fans uh, uh, to uh, hear. And uh, uh, but there's no no doubt uh, that uh, uh, what we were before we played uh, in that let's say that NFC Championship game out there before we got to uh, uh, Los Angeles. There's no question that we grew when Alvin Harper made that long run mm-hmm. and got us off the goal line. And we, we became uh, emboldened. And we uh, realized, uh, because we hadn't, we realized that it could happen to us. Well, when you talk about the team growing, I know that was off a specific play. I saw some interesting things where, like, CeeDee Lamb came over to Brett Maher during the win over Tampa, and he said, we're behind you, bro. You're good. You've bailed us out plenty of times. And it seemed like a lot of players did the same thing. Do you feel as though this team has grown together through the year, through some of that adversity? I think Mike McCarthy, I go to him first. I think uh, he and the team uh, have done an outstanding job of becoming a – uh, brotherhood uh, just uh, becoming together, yes, as a team. Uh, and I think that you're uh, seeing it as we know uh, uh, setbacks as well as wins. Uh, both those frauds can mislead you about what you are. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, this is the, the greatest team sport uh, because it calls on you to do a lot of different things other than just have some skills and refined skills and so uh, coming together like that is a part of having uh, of having the team and the things that uh, uh, you live through together such as uh, uh, going down to Tampa and having our kicker miss all those field goals uh, now you can't dismiss technical technical things you have to correct mm-hmm. don't just get here by having a, uh, a fraternal bond and I'm not trying to be trite, but that does get embellished when you have 
uh, trying experiences together, and it's on both ends, whether it be a big setback or whether it be a big uh, uh, accomplishment. Well, Jerry, we appreciate your time as always. We know you want it. We know the organization wants it, and this fan base definitely, definitely wants that win on Sunday. So go Cowboys. It is an absolute thrill to just get to be a part of it, and I'm so happy for these for all of our fans that we're getting to share these moments. And every play will be an eternity out there this weekend. Can't wait. Thank you, sir. Guys, bye. There you go. Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. Just one bit of logistics. I'm getting chills, bro. I'm with you. I'm so ready for this game. I am with you. Just one bit of logistics since people text in and ask about it. When you hear that beep, that's their phone because I can hear the ringing right behind it. Because I know in the past some people have been like, what is that? That's a phone because you hear the boop and then underneath it you can hear the phone ringing. So I'm sure he's like, hey. Did somebody answer the damn phone? Because <laughs> remember, we had him on one time, and I can't remember if he, he knocked on the window yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, you could hear the phone ringing, and then you hear him go, and I said, hey, hey Jerry, was the phone ringing, and you just knocked, and he goes, well, that's very astute. That is exactly what happened. So I, that's just the phone. Yeah. But, dude, I'm with you, man, and I know it's it's the- It the, was Dak calling saying, hey, you tell those guys right now, there's no problems on Sunday. put it in three-inch headlines. Is <laughs> I get it. Like all for all of the negativity about, hey, why is it taking us so long to get back here? Or why haven't they been in this situation more often? I understand all of that. But I am going into the game on Sunday hoping, hoping, hoping that they win. And then you're one of the last four teams. Then you get to play in the game to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I when you said it, you're hyped. I'm I'm with you. The Kevin I I I'll, I'll I don't know if, Mike, you agree with this. There was a lot of uh, just kind of going with the wind on decision-making pri- prior to this. Yeah. This And even, you know, last year, this team underachieved. They could have been a lot better in that game against San Francisco. But they were a good team all year. But I think coaching was kind of missing in a lot of areas. Talent was missing in a lot of areas. And over the last three years, as Mike McCarthy has come in, and I really do give him a lot of credit for this, working with Will, working with Steven, getting the right coaching staff around him to do that, he's done a very good job of making sure that the Cowboys players look like they want them to look, act like they want them to act. What well, This guy's not good enough. They didn't give us what we need. I know you kind of want this pressure from Randy Gregory, but, man, are we going to be better off without it? I think we can be. And they've proven those things. The Stephen Jones, I told you so, tour yeah. kind of in that way. God, I hope we get that on Monday. This this is this is a diff. I think the Cowboys have learned and grown. Stephen and Jerry and Will have, have built a really good thing, and the coaching staff's there too, and they got the right leadership in the locker room. I think it's a unique team, man. It's going to be a blast. The thing that's tough about sports, and maybe we talk about this more later in the show, is sometimes, Corey, all of that stuff can be true, but you're still just not good enough yeah, yet. Absolutely. Like, all of that stuff could be true, but you still might not be good enough to beat the 49ers. I'm hoping that that is not the case, but that could be the reality. Just go with Choppy. It's all luck. Okay, we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Maybe fire up the start of some Cowboys bingo and finish up our possible Super Bowl matchups from yesterday. All of it next right here on The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.